And welcome back into the Sports Lounge. Thank you so much for joining us. So as always, we have your gracious host, me, myself, and I. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And then, of course, my always lovely co-host, Austin. How you doing? What's well, popping? And of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the man without the belly button himself, Travis. What's up? All righty. So today is going to be our fantasy football day. Uh, and we know the season's coming up, so we want to tackle a couple things. Uh, I think pretty much all of us are excited because the, the first topic is going to be about our breakout candidates um, at each position. We're just going to name our top three and where we think that uh, they're going to break out. They're going to do better than either the ADP or just they're going to come as a surprise. Uh, also, as always, we're playing risk, so you're going to hear that commentary as well. So uh, anyone want to start off with their, their breakout QBs or um, do we want to start with another position? I got my QBs ready. I'm going to go with uh, running back first. Remind me of Stevenson. Yes. Really? Of course. He's, not, he's in my top three. He was my number two. Kadarius Tony. There's another one of mine. So switching right over to wide receiver. Okay. Uh, I didn't know we are just doing top three position. I was going to do top three at each position because, yep, I mean, same. I think there's there's plenty of each one to do. Um, yeah, that's fine. Well, there's my one RP, one wide receiver. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Travis, you said Ramon Stevens was also on your top three list. So, yes. G- give us, I guess I'll let Austin go first since he named him first. Besides being a New England fan, you know, a Patriots uh, dick sucker, why, <laughs> why Ramon J. Stevens? Uh, I think he proved last year that he can be the bell cow. There were several games where. Even though Harris was still, you know, started leading back, Ronda Stevens still proves flex-worthy in several games. And then if the camp reports are anything to believe, he's going to have a bigger workload this year, which could include possibly taking over as the lead back. So you're not scared of Damian Harris's 15 touchdowns or whatever last year? Not at all. Okay. How often do we see running back produce those type of touchdowns year in, year out? Um... I I think Legarrette Blunt only did it once in <laughs> New England, right? Or did it do it yeah. two times? But that's an older name now. Good lord, Legarrette Blunt. I mean, used... he had half of those against the Colts in the playoffs. Wow, wow! You had to bring that up. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying. He ran through that line like a Swiss cheese. Yeah, like Aaron Jones against the Lions a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. Like Alvin Kamara when he had seven touchdowns or whatever. Oh yeah, what was that Christmas Day game or something? Thanksgiving Day, playing. something like that. And it was, it was six touchdowns, and it was mm-hmm. just, uh, that was a brutal day for yeah, some it was like people. Week fourteen, week fifteen, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine that being like the, like the final, like the, like your fantasy football, like the league championship, you know. And that's how you go out. From a, yeah, God, if I was the other team, I'd be so pissed. Kind of like Travis when he lost against Lamar Jackson. Uh, that's why I have Lamar now, so I can put those nightmares away. Okay, so a little backstory on that is Austin was facing Travis, and of course I lose that battle. That's fine. Um, it comes time to their their game. It's Monday night game. It was the Ravens. I can't remember with who. Um, Colts. Was it the Colts? Oh. Yes. And then Austin said, screw this. I'm down by like 20 points, and it's going into the fourth quarter. So he goes to bed. And I, I shit you not, 
just I stay up, I watch the game, I have to run in there and wake Austin up and be like, You won. You actually won. Like he was down by twenty going into the fourth. He was down by like, by like forty-five going into the fourth. No, it was like sixty. That's how many points you ended up with, but you were down by like forty-five going into no, the No, because I only won by like five or six points that game. I know he got like all those points in the last like three minutes of the fourth quarter, and then overtime. And overtime. I was just like, "Why?" So he, I, his, he was so disoriented when he woke up when I was screaming, "You fucking won! You actually fucking won!" Travis, I don't think he wanted to talk to us the next day. That's for damn sure. That's. <laughs> oh yeah, he definitely. I mean, but then again, you're thinking you're gonna win. You're up by forty plus points. Uh, I knew it was a big number. I couldn't remember if it was forty or twenty. Um, going into that week and i mean it was how does that happen <laughs> so you decided to go out and get lamar jackson uh is he a breakout qb for you no he's not you can't i can't really establish him as a breakout player as someone who's finished fantasy number one overall and who has an mvp already i can't you can't say he's breaking out he already broke he already out. broke out yeah yeah out. <laughs> <laughs> all right i guess we should define what a breakout is um so Austin does if he doesn't put his cream on. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so Travis, your thoughts on Ramondre Stevens? He is one of my Stevenson. three breakout candidates this year, and it's because I do think that he's going to take over the bell cow role in New England. Stevens, um, <clears throat> Damian Harris is a good rusher, but Patriots are listening to. Uh, phone calls for trade requests for him so i wouldn't be surprised to see him on the move and either way they're giving stevenson a lot of first team looks already if he he's already an equal rusher in my opinion but if he's starting to get more looks receiving wise as well he can be a top 10 back just out of production alone and out of utilization alone okay um i can agree to all those so my top three breakouts um number three travis etney jr um i think just because of the volume he's going to receive they say james robinson will be available week one but it's still so far out we're not sure if he will truly be there or not and also you don't draft your number one overall qb you know trevor lawrence and then use like the 25th pick overall to go grab Travis Etney, his running mate in college, if you don't plan on using him, especially in the dump-off game that Trevor Lawrence was accustomed to in college. Uh, So he's my number three. And then um, my number – I'm deciding between my number two and one who I want to throw, you know, at which spot. Um, Because, you know, number two is Kalen Hill for the Bears – uh, whether it's due to injury or just he outproduces David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery's a little slower, not as effective. I think he's going to show that wear and tear this year, and I think it's going to be great for Kalen Hill. Um, for that. David Montgomery's doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that because you went out and got Montgomery? Yeah, and he's been pretty pre- pretty good his entire career so far he hasn't been great but he's been so I, I think i was calling him kalen hill that's the one for uh, herbert it's khalil herbert is what you're talking khalil about. herbert yeah kalen hill is the green bay one behind aj Dillon um and aaron jones although i like him he's just never going to see the field uh herbert 
is the one. So Kalen Herbert, um, or Khalil Herbert, is my number two. Um, and then my number one, it should be obvious, I've shown love to him all season, all the time. It's Rashad White. I think he beats out Lenny Fournette. I think he just has a fantastic year. I think it's I think it's his season easily. So there's those are, absolutely nothing to suggest Rashad White is gonna break out this year. Other ex- than he's talented. Exactly <laughs> exactly. But the new head coach in there, so we don't have a guy who doesn't give rookies chances. Because remember, they they drafted Vaughn just a couple of years ago to be the pass catching back, and then they said, "Screw you, we're bringing in Giovanni Bernard, an older guy." So, um, nope, I'm fully confident it's going to be um, Rashad White season uh, very quickly and very easily. Um, the dude's just too talented. How are you gonna say no to him? Like he's just. So talented. Well, I mean, Leonard Fournette has literally rushed for a thousand yards every year of his career. I know you are literally lying because he's had injuries. Let's see. Let's see. I, I know you're lying because let's here. I'll I'll read them off to you. A thousand and forty rookie year. Four hundred and thirty nine. Eleven fifty two. 367. Last year he didn't even rush for a thousand yards. He got eight hundred eleven. Uh, he's had a lot of touchdowns last year. Oh, yeah. He had a fuck ton. Eight through the ground, two more through the air. Well, he I had lied. a lot of receiving Ooh. yards. Bad meanie, go in the corner. <laughs> yeah. So how about you, uh, you know, learn learn your football stats and then come talk to a true two-time back-to-back champion like myself, okay? <laughs> um, okay, okay. Uh, for for breakouts, do we want to go to wide receiver, tight end, or QB for breakouts? Well, my th- two other breakout running backs, I have DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins. I, oh, explain the hype about Swift. No, no, no. I, before we move on from that, I want to know the hype behind Swift because I don't the see it. The way he's going to be used this year? Oh, yeah. Swift even said with the way he's going to be used this year, he said it, he should ease, he's uh, going to easily get 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards this year. Swift said that like two days ago. That's his goal, too. That's what mm. he said. Which is big lofty goals because only like four players in NFL history have ever done that. But but if he's going to be used like that, he's going to be good. And then Dobbins, I we both know is really good. Then if he stays healthy this year, he's like fifteen hundred all purpose yards, ten touch total touchdowns, easy. Okay, um, let's say that offensive unit for the Lions sucks. They can't get the running lanes open. Still hits a thousand yards rushing. Because from what I heard, they wanted to use you know a dual back with Jamal Williams. And on hard knocks, he's shown a lot of grit and a lot of heart. I think Swift's gonna be great. Is that because you're a Lions fan and he's coming out of Georgia, or is that you legitimately? What I would you pay for him? What would you pay for him right now? Two firsts and two seconds. Okay. What what first? Like this year, one through ten. Name name which pick. 
Or would they be future first? Um, I wouldn't trade like two lottery picks for them, but I had like the 108 and the 110, and then two future seconds. I'd trade that. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, so you're hyped up enough about him for that. Um, all right. All right. I, I see you. I want to pay three first round picks for him. Like, you're trying to get someone to pay for DK Metcalf. I swear to whatever. Uh, but DK. Oh. Whoa, can we talk about that for a moment? You saw six first one. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I can um, tell that's a scream. Oh, yeah. Big time. Sorry, Travis. I just Wait, needed why does a card. Why, why does Whitehead have 11? right there because he's about to wipe that out i can't believe i just lost the five see oh this is what i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) risk love it um quarterbacks so yes yeah i i am excited for this because i I want to name my top three and i have my projections for all three okay okay go ahead my number one is mac jones he's Last year as a rookie in fantasy, finished QB 18, 3,800 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and 67.5% completion percentage. Now, that's some talent because Brady didn't hit 67 like consistently all the time. His career average is below 67. But a lot of but the system that he's in that Belichick employs is going to allow him to have a high percentage as well. But it's like QB 18 with those numbers, and it's not – crazy to think that he could finish with 300 more passing yards than he did last year at 4100 have five more total touchdowns and 27 and have like one or two less interceptions like that and then it makes him almost back top 10 qb and then Derek okay. Carr Derek Carr for he's always been around the top 15 qb and then like you get a healthy Darren Waller back and then you get Devontae Adams too like that that can only help you so that's that that that's an easy cop out one. Derek Carr has, I think, he's he hits forty five hundred yards, and thirty five touchdowns. <clears throat> and then this one, I think Justin Fields is gonna be the first Ohio State oh. QB to not be booty cheeks. Oh, you know what? I was gonna say I kind of on the train of Justin uh, Justin Fields too. But I think he's. I, year, I think this loud? year. I think this year he's gonna. Have 3,700 total yards because he's going to rush like 3,400 passing yards and 30 and like 350 rushing yards and have 23 total touchdowns, but with with 15 total turnovers as well. 12 interceptions, three fumbles, but at a 63% clip. 60 63% clip. He's athletic enough. I think they, I think they can make it happen. <clears throat> Dude, their line is just so bad. Oh yes. Okay. Um, I like Darnell Mooney. Wow, that's 4v1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 4v1. I I wonder how that feels, Austin. (laughs) I wonder. Um, Austin, do you want to go next with your QBs? Or do you want to reiterate in any of his points? No, I I, I like Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence was another name on my list. Trevor Lawrence was on my list. He was my number two. Trevor's my number four. Okay, so if Kenny Pickett wins a starting job, I, I feel like he set up he, nicely to have a great rookie year. 
that's my number five, uh, three. So my number three is um, Kenny Pickett. Number two, Trevor Lawrence. Number one, um, I'm going to take the cop out to a tongue of Iloa. Um, when you add so much firepower to an offense, there yeah. it's going to be a lot of screens. It's going to be a lot of speed. So it's not necessarily him having to throw the ball deep, but he may end up with close to 4,000 yards just because you've got Waddle on one side, Gasecki as the tight end. Um, they revamped the the running backs with Mostert. And um, then, of course, you've got Tyreek Hill on the other side. It's going to be a lot of slants, screens, um, quick hitches. Like, it's going to be an offense where you get these people the ball uh, five, ten yards from the line, and then next thing you know, it's 45 yards down the field because they're so fast. So uh, I don't think he'll be, like, whipping the ball around and we'll get, like, 5,000 yards or anything like that. It's it's mainly due to the fact that he will probably just have um, the ability to, to do these other things and make it work for him. So I I absolutely favor love Tua. And my number four, who I was really thinking about putting above Kenny Moore, mm-hmm. um, was uh, Zach Wilson. But bone bruise <laughs> I was, kind I was of thinking about Zach Wilson too. Uh, Say Kenny Moore. <laughs> I, I think I did actually. I think I did. Oops! I'm going to be doing this all day. I was thinking of uh, Zach Wilson's receiver Elijah Moore because I was going to ramble into Zach Wilson and having Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson um, and Brees Hall, Michael Carter. I'm going to throw a, a name you guys probably aren't expecting. Jameis Winston. I looked at him and I saw his. I can his, see it. I was, I like I was intrigued. Stuff. Now, how many yards do you think he'll get? Hmm. Ooh, that's that's a good question. I mean, the, he's throwing for five thousand before his injury in week eight or seven. <laughs> yeah, through the first seven weeks of the season, he's averaging like eighteen points a game. So I mean, there's no reason why he can't. St- build upon that and still be a QB1, or at least a low-end QB1 with a high ceiling. I agree. And I, I think agree. Michael Thomas coming back and then signing Jarvis Landry and having Alvin Kamara is going to be huge for him. Yeah, and and I like Olave there too. He's looking yeah. good and Landry as a third receiver. That's not bad. Yeah, they have offense. a plethora of weapons now. Exactly. So I, I like Winston as well when it comes to that. So we'll just have to wait and see when Kamara gets suspended and for how long. So wide receivers now. Also, Austin just got a trade, and he's had this bonus the whole time. Pink's been right there. White's been right there. Neither one has moved in on his territory. I find that funny. Just throwing it out and there. And now it's going to be harder for him to, because Austin just boarded up. Yep. Which, yeah, totally should do. Um, so wide receivers. Um, I don't want you guys grabbing like easy ones. I swear to God, if either of you have Michael Pittman Jr. as a Colts no. fan, I'm gonna I'm gonna personally <laughs> slap you. It's I like Michael Pittman, but he's not on my list. Not on your list. Okay, good. Um, and then you go first with your list this time, actually, because Austin went first with running backs. I went first with QBs. You go first with your receivers, sir. Number three, Adam Thieland. 
I don't know if we can call it a breakout. I think it's a reemergence um, due to the fact that he has been great before, and but he's coming off that injury. I mean, he still caught 10 touchdowns last year. So for his current value in ADP-wise, uh, I'd take Adam Thielen everywhere I could get him. He's absolutely going to be worth it. Um, I would take him in my bedroom. That man's a rich man right now. Don't tempt me. <laughs> money is money. Your mom and my mom knew that. Well, <laughs> fair point. Um, and then I would say Cortland Sutton comes back out and becomes elite uh, as my number two uh, because Cortland Sutton now has Russell Wilson. I mean, beforehand, really, could we expect much from Drew Locke? Could we really? No. Um, So that would be my number two. And then my number one breakout, I think I am going to just stick. Oh, it's odd to say because he has no history in the NFL. It's an absolute rookie. Um, Traylon Burks. He's got a lot of stuff going on at the moment. Unfortunately, he's you know coming out of that camp, so it's not great. But if you watch the kid in college, if you watched him just play universally, he was amazing. He could do anything with a jump ball. He could do anything when it came to with the ball in his hands. He was a yak monster. Um, now, he did leave early today um, with an undisclosed injury. Um, even though he put in a good practice, uh, it was stopped short because of injury. So I do want to see what that is. Cause if it's something serious and bad, then obviously I'm going to have to take him off. And then I'd probably throw someone like, oh, fuck. I hate this Rashad Bateman. I hate, yeah, he's on mine. I hate the Ravens offense for receiving yards. If you're not Mark Andrews, not saying that, you know, Lamar's not going to throw for 3,200 yards like he has been, but like, I just don't trust any of them enough. Cause just like a year ago, I love Taiwan, uh, Tylen Wallace, Wallace. There it is. I was like the Oklahoma state receiver. What was his last name? Wallace. I loved him coming out. He has all the metrics. He, he is good, but not to the point where, you know, to take over apparently. So yeah, we'll, uh, We'll see when it comes to that end. Now, I am getting absolutely banana slapped over here. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but um, I am going to actually run away. So um, that's... I'm I'm kind of feeling a lot of uh, Sky Moore right now as well. I I actually kind of figured you'd bring him up. Um, I don't... I I like Dobbs. He's he's someone that I want that I think I can get in the third round of our draft. I think he's definitely Travis. A, I'll give you one turn to get that troop out of there. Sound like a good deal? Yes. I just okay. thought I'd kill White for you. Yeah, I appreciate it, but um, I'm gonna take. I'll it back out. Round. I promise. All right, I'll be my I'll strategic uh, move Elijah out of there. Moore. You're also feeling who? Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is on my list. Do you have Elijah Moore over Garrett Wilson in your rankings? Yes, right now. Okay. I think I think Garrett's the better receiver. 
I think he is the better receiver and better talent, too. I don't think it's going to take him long to pass him, but as of, like, right now, I still think Elijah's better just because of what he did last year and coming out at the back end of the season as well, playing really well. Wow, um, I, can, I can understand that. But I, with, within two seasons, when they both have time to start reaching their peaks and their ceilings, I think Garrett has the higher ceiling for sure. Garrett definitely has a much higher ceiling, in my opinion, than Elijah Moore ever will or ever would. Interesting. Okay. Travis, who is on your list? Well, Elijah Moore was my number two. I thought that he could get 1,000 yards and six touchdowns this year. Uh, My number three is T. Higgins. I think he's going to take his next step. He's a huge, big body. He's a six foot four, giant red zone threat. He's not fast, but he's he knows how to use his body. He he boxes people out. Um, I think he can finish with thirteen hundred yards on ninety receptions and get ten touchdowns this year. Ten touchdowns, I think, yes. is a little low, honestly, for for a Joe Burrow led offense with Jamar yeah. Chase on the other side. I mean. He was a he like you're saying a big body. You don't want to up that. I want you to go bold, break out. I think I think that he could legit hit 13 at most, about 13 this year. Okay. And then my number one breakout receiver, I'm telling you, I'm all about the Amon Ross St. Brown hype train. I think he can finish with 1,400 yards on 100 receptions and 10 touchdowns this year. Like legit, I think he can. You have been a very big fan of his for uh, a minute now. Uh, but I don't blame you. Now, know what I was disappointed about? Ecumenius St. Brown. He was supposed to be better than Amon St. Brown. Um, it's his older brother who went to Green Bay. Six foot five, speedster, super athletic, just never did anything with it, unfortunately. You know what I mean? So. Um, Kind of sad about that, but I think Amon has definitely produced better in the NFL and shown that he can translate a better skill set, whether it's out of the slot or even out as the X factor. I think he's done well enough at both. We do realize Austin is going to win, right? Like we've, right, already... we've been bowling Austin the last two nights, but tonight's his apparently. Yeah, because he's had that one trade in. For how many God knows turn. And he has not once been attacked by pink or white. Oh, I think it's white has bullied me the whole game. What do they have against orange people? Huh? Huh? Okay. I'll put it last long. Oh. So, besides <laughs> the point, um, any other receivers that we want to talk about? Uh, our dark horses that we want to throw out there. Because one name that I think is perpetually... Drake London is my dark horse. Is your dark horse. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If... He'd probably be in my top three. Shoot. Okay, how about this? An undervalued guy, and I think Travis is going to say the person I'm going to say. And un... Well, there's two of them. There's undervalued guy who you could probably grab later than most people realize who always does great. Brandon Cooks. That's one of them. Mike Evans. That's goddamn right. Those are the two people that I would tell people right now. 
just go back through their history. A thousand yards, a thousand yards, a thousand yards, a thousand yards. You know what a thousand yards does? That makes you flexible to playable on a week in to week out basis. Period. Especially fact, if you're not strong. If Mike Evans has another thousand yard year this year, which is very possible, the number of receivers in NFL history that would have more thousand yard seasons than Mike Evans would be Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and List. That's how underrated Mike Evans is. Yeah. So, Not just in fantasy, like all time. Good lord. Jerry Rice Fun was... fact, he's the by far the best receiver from his draft class, and his name's not Devontae Adams. Oh, I agree. I if I was running an NFL GM right now, I would take Devon or I would take Mike Evans over Devontae Adams every single time. Like there might be that one occasion where I'd be like, oh, I've drafted him ninety five times, I'll choose Devontae Adams. Like I would take Mike Evans way more often. Okay, what are you going to say about size? Mike Evans is bigger. What are you going to say about speed? They're roughly the same speed. What Devontae Adams does have him on is route running. But what Mike Evans has is the ability to always win. Always win. (laughs) Now, granted, you could say that about... Really? (laughs) Really? I I accepted defeat already because Austin's going to beat both of us. (laughs) Really? All right, Ben, finish your statement. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> you smell like sideways. Mm. Oh, that's right. right Fuck right. you. Um, Mike, <laughs> Mike Evans can win at every aspect of the game. He can burn people. He can out jump them. He can't. He's a pretty good route runner. Like people undercredit him because he's this big body guy that he can't run routes. No, he does very good at it. Have you ever seen him run a curl route? He does good. So, no, I would say I'm choosing Mike Evans and Brandon Cooks as much as I can, wherever I can. Like, seriously. Uh-huh. All right, what about tight ends? Number one for me, Cole Komet. Yes, Cole Komet, yeah. baby. No, no, not even in my top three. Cameron Brait. Ooh, Cameron Brait. Really? Because okay, Gronk's gone. Okay. Good call. Yep. Cole Komet's going to be one of the, basically, it's like the, one of the only receivers they have on their team that's worth anything. I think Noah Font can break out in, in Seattle. Noah Font? I, with and with, with uh, Drew Locke or Chino? With, so with me out there? What's up? <laughs> yeah. You, you're going to go play QB because that's about as good as it gets. They can throw farther than me for sure. My hands aren't very big. <laughs> Brevin Jordan. That's who mm, I would Houston, go with for I Houston. Like, I think um, Houston in general this year, like I said before, they're gonna be just, they're gonna be slept on. They're gonna be fun to watch. They're gonna be entertaining, but lose this year. Like um, Lions have been in the past. I think we're forgetting some bigger names right here. So I would go Dalton Schultz, number three. Robert Tanya, who's still tied to Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, got him. What did he get last year? You know, I got to look it up now. I want to Kurt. be exact. Who, Robert Tanya? Yeah. Did he get he, 10 he touchdowns? He tore his ACL. Wait, what? Yeah. He was out all last year. Yeah, man. Where were you? Oh, your football stuff. 
<laughs> and, and I, I disagree with Dalton Schultz. He was number three last year. Okay, Robert Tonya um, had 11 touchdowns the year before. I was talking about coming into this year. I thought you meant he tore his ACL this year. Is this year. the year that Gronk, or not Gronk, but uh, TJ Hawkinson actually becomes elite? Yes. So Explain Dalton Schultz. Because he's just not talked about enough at the end of the day when it comes to it. Yeah, he did do amazing last year, but I think people are still putting five, five or six tight ends above him. Like you'll still see Kittle get drafted before him, Waller get drafted before him, Kelsey get drafted before him, Hawk get drafted before him. Um, uh, I've even seen and Mark Andrews. Tell tell me why someone would want Kyle Pitts over Dalton Schultz, but Kyle Pitts is consistently picked higher. Right now on this Fantasy Pros rankings, Kyle Pitts, number three. Dalton Schultz, number six. True, but you could argue Dalton Schultz broke out last year. Yeah. Okay, a double breakout. I'm going to double down on him. Double break. So you think he's going to be number one? I think he has the ability. With Michael Gallup not there, they're, uh, Amari Cooper gone, a ton of targets free. They've got CeeDee Lamb and Dubs, or Dobbs, uh, that is doing really great. But they're not going to be able to do – they can't just pass the CeeDee Lamb and um, the the running backs the whole time. They're going to aim for Dalton Schultz. I, I would not be surprised if he ended with 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Yeah, and that would lead to, to a fantasy him. number one overall finish. Or number two, right behind Kelsey, if Kelsey gets all the work. So, no, I, I think he's... I guess I should put him not in the breakout, but in the undervalued section. Um, okay, I mean, that's just a different list altogether. True. So, Robert Tanya, for sure. Uh, actually, I'll put Robert Tanya as my number one. My number two is going to be um, Evan Ingram for Jacksonville. And then uh. Najoku. For Cleveland, at number three, I can get behind that because yeah. I mean, oh, there I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, I, I died. Uh, I don't think you have a trade in, but if you do, congratulations. I am going to continue to speculate that. So, uh, Tanya scored 11 touchdowns before his ACL tear last year. They lost Devonte Adams. The rookies aren't really showing out enough, so Rogers is going to target Tanya. I would be willing to go trade for him. Uh, but unfortunately, we make these podcasts and our league mates do sometimes listen. So I won't be able to get him cheaply. And then <laughs> um, and then, Evan Ingram, um, he, he showed signs as a rookie. Now, granted, he's no more a rookie. But I think the change of scenery will help him a lot. And going from a QB like Jones to Trevor Lawrence will help him a lot. Um, because I, I don't trust the Jags receivers enough. Sure, they went out and paid Christian Kirk. Sure, they went out and um, did stuff like that. But I still expect, oh, I still expect it to be pass heavy and often. So I would take my stab at Evan Ingram, especially if I'm not able to grab Robert Tanya, um, Zacher, well, or not Zacher, T.J. Hawkinson, Schultz, mm-hmm. Darren Waller, Kittle, Pitts. Andrews or Kelsey. Actually, I wouldn't even want Pitts. Um, if I wasn't able to grab one of them, then I would probably either wait for Pat Pryormuth or for uh-huh. Evan Ingram. One of those two. Say Pat's sure. on my list as well. Pat Pryormuth was on my list. 
Cole Komet, Pat Fryermuth, and then I had Noah Font. For Seattle, I just I don't get where you're. Like the quarterback plays somewhat into it. You know what I mean? Like quarterbacks that aren't good and and can't make the throws consistently, and they start trying to just become reliant on safe stuff. They check down to their tight ends and running backs. And I feel like they're going to be seeing that a lot. Geno Smith, if Drew Locke plays, he's going to be checking down a lot. I mean, Geno yeah, Smith Gino loved DK would. Metcalf last year. Hence why I'm – I mean, DK scored 10 touchdowns. So I I got on my phone today and I was scrolling through my bench. And I was like, whoa, I have DK Metcalf? Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, I like this. I mean, that was part of the, the trade that one night. Yep. I I remembered once I saw him, but I had completely forgot that I had gotten him because I was so much more worried about getting um, C.D. Lamb back that I didn't even care, like, at all. I kind of regret trading DK. CD. Oh, and DK. CD. Yeah. And Scary Terry, man. Yeah, you, you thinned out your receiver corpse real quick. You went 0 to 100 real quick. Because you had a super strong receiving course, and then you were like, eh, I don't need these. <laughs> I think the only one who truly benefited the whole way was Austin. Yeah, my team did pretty good. I mean, I, yeah. I got four first rounds out of that and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel this is why I will never do I, I ended you up with Cooper Cup and Lamar Jackson. Uh, That's true. I ended up with... Who's your uh, top four tight ends? My my top four, like, overall, dynasty-wise or reseason? No, I don't think you've gone over your sleeper tight ends. Yeah, (laughs) mine was Robert Tanya, Evan Ingram, David Njoki. You're the one. Yeah, dude, I've been talking about them for 10 minutes. Did you walk away? (laughs) (laughs) What about your tight ends? Because you had mentioned Bevy, Jordan Bevy. Who else? Brayvon. Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait was the odd one that I wanted you to defend. Um, why I mean, would he be he's a breakout? So tight end there. I mean, I don't think it really needs much explanation because he's a sole tight end there. And then you got, um, what's his face for the Bears? Cole Komet. He's yes. the second best receiver on that team, if not the first. So, I mean, who's it really going to throw to? So, you don't think Gronk's going to come back? No. No. Okay, you think Kyle Rudolph is old and washed up and can't somehow take snaps from Cameron Bray? And he's only a couple months removed. He's gotta go help Santa. Oh my God, Rudolph, the red nose tight end. (laughs) Um, okay. I mean, I guess it makes sense as being the only tight end in a Tom Brady led offense. I mean, you are a Patriots fan, so you know Brady. Um, I think Brady's going to re-retire, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, why is he away from the team? Like, can we address this real quick? Why is Tom Brady away from the team? Oh, it's personal pretty, reasons. Any number of reasons. Do you think it's the fact... <laughs> That's funny as hell. Um, um, do you think that it's a reason that because of the new coach and he no. doesn't want to deal with it? I doubt it. I mean, there's got to be something going on in his personal life. So, I mean, his hot Gillette wife, his uh, not 
not bring found out that Pete enough. Davidson was new, newly single. Oh my God! Hey, let's go, Petey. Petey giving the average man a chance. You know what I mean? <laughs> Petey's fun time. <laughs> Jesus. Um. So, what other big news do we want to cover? Oh, the Deshaun Watson. We haven't even touched on the base of that. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what I did there? Yeah. Um, Sean felt it. Oh, good Lord. I wasn't going to make too many of these jokes. We still have to put this out. So to Sean Watson, uh, they negotiated. First, it was just a six-game suspension and, what, a million-dollar fine? Yep. Uh, um, yeah. So they negotiated for 11 games because the NFL wanted a full season, rightfully so, uh, especially for what he did. But um, got 11 games and a $5 million fine. Now – um, obviously what he did awful, but let's talk about the fanny, the fantasy football, you know, the fanny. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to recoup <laughs> after that, um, the fantasy football repercussions from this. So he's out 11 games. I believe he can still practice with the team. So he will be somewhat in shape, but he won't have played a game since 2020. So that's fair that it, he's going to be rusty. So if you grab him, know that he will not be your normal week to week quarterback. Know that he is basically end of the season to a playoff guy. Mm-hmm. So for like me, I'm going to be switching out to Otunga Bailoa and Zach Wilson and maybe Garoppolo. If he, you know, ends up at the right spot uh, until Watson comes back and then I can put in Watson to be my second QB. So, what are you guys' thoughts on Watson? Uh, let's go redraft first. Would you even be considering no. drafting him? No, it's nope. not worth it. No, nope. too long of suspension. Way too long. Yep. Okay. What about Dynasty? Would you be willing to go and try to seek him out for a cheaper price, knowing he's suspended for eleven games? Yeah, I'll give you. A, I'll mm-hmm. give you the three hundred one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That was disrespectful. Just honestly disrespectful. <laughs> you could have at least thrown in another third, you sick fuck. Um, <laughs> and a future second. There we go. Now we're talking. So let's say you're in a win-now team and you're just missing that playoff contending QB. Let's say you're two QBs. Let's say they're um, Jared Goff. And um, Marcus Mariota, would you be interested in trying to go out there and snag Watson for the playoffs? Because the rest of your team is solid. Let's say you have Jonathan Taylor, uh, McCaffrey, and then your third running back, someone like um, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson. And you've got like you've got a stud roster except for your two QBs. Would you be trying to go out and pick up Watson? Before yeah, it depends playoffs. on what you depends on what it would cost you. Like if you're if you have future draft capital and you're able to get away with like two future first round picks total at most and get away with it, run it. Okay, so you're Just not saying giving bread. up any of your current. Yeah. Um, you're saying only future. What about you, Austin? You're in a win now team, like I was saying. Mm, I don't know. It depends on, because I mean, 
if Watson comes back, right, he's, he could be a top-level talent, help you win your fantasy team, the chip. But he could also just be absolute garbage and take you know two or three weeks to get into it. And by that time, you've got the playoffs. But if you need those wins to get the playoffs, it kind of screws you. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'm not in that position. Hopefully I don't need him because I still got Josh Allen. So let's hope to goodness. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a Jonathan Taylor. Um, what was that? Jonathan Taylor and... Dak Prescott Dak for Prescott, 101 on Josh Allen. Which I never thought would happen, but we we said it the night, and then we waited till the next morning to actually pull the trigger on that. Can um, we talk about how that dude's name was Rush Slackjaw? <laughs> yeah, the computer names in this game are absolutely wild. They need to be monitored. Yeah. Okay. Um, now let's let's dive into a couple other things. Like right now, there's a couple injuries. So one to Traylon Burks, one to Kenneth Walker, uh, one to Calvin Austin the third. Um, any concern for any of these like injuries or any what of are these the injuries? Well, Walker just Traylon had Burks, surgery. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, Traylon Burks is undisclosed at the moment. Kenneth Walker uh, was was it hernia surgery? So what it was said at first was hernia surgery, but then it just said that it wasn't hernia. Is what Pete Carroll last said. Hmm. So I'm not sure. And then Steelers rookie wide receiver Calvin Austin. So not George Pickens, but Calvin Austin is um, currently in a walking boot. So. Uh, Rashad Penny hurt his groin. Mm-hmm. So, so um, and now with Kenneth Walker being injured, is it DJ Jalis's time if neither one of them can suit up? I mean, sure, but he's probably not going to have much appeal. Much yeah, value I was going to say, I think he's one. only worth anything. In, I mean, he's egg. worth the stash just because he's a starter, if that is the case. Yeah, he's but, only worth something for however many games the other two backs miss. That's it. Okay. Because he had plenty of opportunity over the last two seasons to establish himself as the guy, and he's failed. I used to have faith in him, but not anymore. Yeah, and, and, he, and he failed with Russell Wilson as his QB. That is true. He did fail with Russell Wilson as his QB. Walker um, apparently will be ready week one. Walker, so they're not saying the surgery was super bad. No, it wasn't a serious sports. In, it wasn't like a sports hernia or anything like that. It was okay. just, it's just required of all Michigan State alum. <laughs> it's required. Also true. Okay. Um, any other big topics or news things that we want to touch base on uh, before you know this goes live? Because this will go live before week one, and then we'll have one more episode that'll go live that is all about fantasy football season that's where we'll be breaking down the games that won't be much more long and in-depth who should you start all that kind of stuff uh because it's gonna be this preseason week and then next week is the bye week and then boom week one so uh so i guess maybe we could fit in two more fantasy episodes before then but we're gonna start breaking them down here sooner rather than later um but anything we want to touch in about preseason hype um someone to look out for. I mean, we kind of covered that with all the breakout and undervalues. No, I think that about sums it up. 
All righty. In that case, hey, thank you for tuning into the Sports Lounge, where every day is a new day. Go ahead, hit that like, subscribe, share, let your friends know about the Discord, hop on into the family, lounge around for a little bit, and don't forget to tell your